This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and other things from beyond the stars. It is I, Petini Foglio, with something of a hangover and a new prashant for something called espresso. So, we have just wrapped up doing our first season. Did you like it? I did. Please come by and tell us how much you liked it or how much you didn't like it. But if you're going to tell us the latter, tell us why. We wish to approve. Help us to make the show better. That being said, we are slightly off this this time because we are recuperating. I know I am. And all of my performers, oh, they are too. Also, unfortunately, our sound person had to leave us, so we're in need of a new sound person. So that delayed a few things. In the meantime, however, you may be wondering what happened to Grant. Do you remember Grant? Back in the day where we had the gentleman who joined us for a couple of episodes and then left because of personal issues he could not uh, sustain the game. Uh, Grant, who was played by Paul, we wish you back whenever you wish, but if you do not wish, no hard feelings. In the meantime, I give you a special behind the scenes. One, what happened to the fate of Grant, and two, to listen to us talk about bugs, but not those bugs. We have strange encounters with large bugs that yeah, became a conversation for a few minutes. This is a little bit of bonus, uh, and I hope you enjoy. In the meantime, we continue off where we left off with Grant. In this occasion, is that Grant locked in a room with a nurse, had his quarters. The, The room was strewn about with just trashed and wrecked. However, while investigating it with George uh, these, of the security and Chuck, also of security, uh, Chuck shot George, closed the door on them, and sealed them in. While they were there, they saw the imprint, uh, a, a blaster burn, if you will, or uh, a plasma burn, in the shape of a strange insect. So we left leave our intrepid adventurers, George and Grant, uh, George is bleeding out onto the deck, Grant trying to figure out how to open the door and let themselves out. However, as they struggle, and Grant's uh, doing his best to trying to override things, trying to unlock things, trying to see if they can fit through airways, he can't. Um, and George, <laughs> actually putting on a, a DC show of support, keeping a good sense of humor while he is bleeding out from a gut wound, um, they find a large insect, again, crawling from behind the dresser. Uh, The insect uh, comes forth and actually offers them a way out. Uh, To which, at this point, because of George bleeding out way too quickly, he will die, uh, Grant actually agrees to. This leads to a cutaway 
which leads which leaves with the sound of a buzzing noise like a uh, saw and a bit of screaming. Yeah, um, fine. I guess these bugs in my house, some, like in the summertime, and now I'm like picturing one of them crawling out from behind my dresser and talking to me, and it's literally the worst thing I've ever thought about. Yeah, <laughs> thank you for that. Huge. Sorry, what are like you three or four inches long? Oh, dude, yeah, those are big. Yeah, no, like, they don't grow bugs that big up here. Welcome to the south. (laughs) Yeah, so to say, in Texas, there I've literally seen roaches bigger than my thumb. I have never seen a cockroach in person that wasn't, like, a pet. (laughs) Wait, people pet cockroaches? Yeah, dude. Have anything. No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay, I will say this for the record, and this will probably get edited out, but that's okay. Uh, I had a friend of a friend years and years ago who ran a haunted house, and he figured out that uh, cockroaches will populate themselves as fast as possible as long as they have food. If they don't have food, they eat each other, and it, you know, doesn't, you know, kind of caps the population. So... He, again, had an old Victorian house that he was renovating into a haunted house. So he slid glass, this giant sheet of glass, uh, in, in one area of a study so that when you went in one door and you went out the other, it was this hallway with glass on either side, but you still had room to put displays. So he put this library up and a desk or two, and he threw in a couple of cockroaches. And he found out that cockroaches eat paper. They'll eat anything, but they eat paper. So he basically found a ton of old books. Yep. He found a ton of old books, and he would just throw in paper to keep them fed. He also found out that if you put on a strobe light, they will freak the fuck out. And they just go crazy. So he spent a month feeding the cockroaches until the whole area on the other side of the glass was swarming, just absolutely oh crawling goodness. with cockroaches on a, almost every Sounds inch. like a goddamn horror movie set up. Yeah. Like I said, it is a haunted house. be illegal. Like, no, like, straight up, like, he murders people and feeds them to the roaches or something, yeah. like, no, <laughs> something no, like that. That's gotta be some kind of health code violation, right? So that. Oh, not in Texas. Yeah. The funny... The funny thing is, is that on the other side of the other glass, he did the exact same thing with rats. And what? yes, he, something's he wrong with that guy. Swarm of rats. <laughs> and again, with the, with the flashing light of a of a strobe light, they go a little crazy or a little manic. And for a horror set, now granted, this is like in the early nineties, so so rats, though. Exactly. Point, like right? I said, it was the early nineties. Very different feel. So. The best part of this was is that there was a, a, a person who went through. Now, normally, when people see these two rooms, they run, and they just run straight through the hall to get out of there as fast as possible. It's very common. It's a horror, you know, it's a haunted house. People do this. Well, one woman didn't do that. She turned to the left, saw the cockroaches, backed up, you know, her back hit the, the glass. She turned around again and saw the rats. And rather than running, she started pinballing back and forth between the glasses until one broke. Oh, oh no. Yeah. It was, it was the roach one, thank God. Uh, she was covered head to toe in roaches and oh. screamed the entire way out of the, 
uh, uh, out of the haunted house. Now, the people running it thought they were in trouble because, oh dear God, something, somebody could, you know, we, we might be liable for damages or, you know, if this woman hurt herself. And thankfully she didn't have a scratch on, all the glass didn't cut her. But, and they thought for trauma or something else like that. No, the woman thought that was amazing. Oh god. Uh, they uh, anyway. died on the spot. Yeah. No. Now so, that's no. gonna be a roach fest. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, well this is Texas. A lot of things are roach fests, I can tell you. Uh <laughs> so anyway, by the way, uh also for sorcerer, if you are scared of bugs and you don't like the concept of the big one talking, I definitely recommend that you never sit down to watch the naked lunch. I'm not scared of bugs. I don't like roaches. And because mm-hmm. I live in the South, if someone mentions a large bug, my brain just jumps right to a giant cockroach. Which uh, I would be scared of, of, I guess. Well, something. one of the characters in Naked Lunch, sort of characters, it's, it's really mm-hmm. hard to describe, um, is a cockroach with a talking anus that sends our main character on a mission to find a drug merchant. Yeah, okay. I've watched a lot of weird movies, and sometimes people recommend that one to me, and I'm just like, no, nothing I've heard about this makes me think that I would enjoy any part of it. <laughs> you you got to wonder, people who come up with these ideas, what are they like in their everyday life? <laughs> like, well, okay, this is... This is William S. Burroughs, one of the big beatnik guys from the 50s and 60s, who mm-hmm. is, the, the tale is semi-autobiographical because the, the story is about a guy who is in, uh, he's an exterminator, but they found out that the roach powder actually is addictive to humans, so he and his girlfriend were injecting it. Oh, weird. And so he had basically a massive drug problem, and in the throes of whatever, he killed his wife and get you know, a ran for his life because he was in a drug case. He wrote half that down. And apparently, again, I don't know how he got off of it or whatever like that, but again, he uh he wrote all that down. Then he took the pages of the book, shredded them, put them in a bathtub, stir, uh, stirred them around, then pulled out pages, taped them back together and then typed it out. And that was the book. Now that is like the weirdest paper mache project ever. Yeah. <laughs> Very strange. Yeah. And that, well, that's William S. Burroughs for you. Though apparently there is one book, uh, that I want to see. I know it exists, but I don't know what it's called. Where somebody decided to write stories of Edgar Rice Burroughs as William S. Burroughs. Do you guys know who Edgar Rice Burroughs is? Of course. Of course. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so, so you go, so mm-hmm. basically when this goes live, someone's yeah. going to write us and say, oh, it's this. <laughs> <laughs> and now we find out the true reason that he wanted to make a podcast all yep, along. Exactly. Yeah. He wants to be able to mention all <laughs> these things he can't remember, so people will tell him. Okay. <laughs> And there you have it, a small little discussion about bugs and our experiences and the fate of Grant. Now you may ask yourself, will Grant appear later in the series? Will this bug that he has encountered also cause problems for our adventurers? There is only one way to find out, 
You must tune in as we return in two weeks with episode 20 and the season two premiere of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Come, join Padini again at this strange place. Same Padini time, same Padini channel. And that's where we're in for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope that you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey, or email us at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com, or now you can follow us on Twitter at odysseyb5dm. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Media. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing, utilizing the OGL gaming license for D20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. The song Titan Striker is available on YouTube and at evankingmusic.com. Incidental music provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Please see websites for more information. Once again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this grand adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.